it has been a minute since I have been this close to my laptop and computer. It's, it's been a while and um, it's very comforting to be back. It feels very good to be in this space. There was something that um, I saw on Instagram recently that made me be okay with taking the time that I needed away from this space and a couple of others. Um, Mercury in retrograde, all these fucking planets in retrograde, a lot of spiritual work um, has been happening over here and that had to take precedence over everything else but I was scrolling I was scrolling one day and I came across this posting creatives that haven't created anything new for a while because you've been focusing on your mental health I still see you I'm so proud of you and I can't wait to see your next project whenever you're good and ready to take it on your pace is the perfect pace for you no rush. And I read that a few times and I sat with that because it was very affirming because I was beating myself up about not sticking to my commitments. Um, at the end of the day, the very, very first thing, the most important thing for me is my mental health. <laughs> with the kind of work that I do, with the experiences that I've had um, this year alone, I, I don't have a choice but to make sure that I take care of myself first. So that's what I've been doing. But now I'm back with all of that. Welcome back to the latest and the greatest episode of Something About Sunday. It's oh, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. And for those of you who have been listening, I appreciate you and welcome back. Interestingly enough, today I was working on notes for an end of the year podcast. It is the end of August and I already have six or seven lessons for the year of 2018. There have been so many things that have happened so many decisions that have made just so so much has evolved and changed and I am just so grateful to still love my life I remember when fear used to immobilize me and change of the fear of change would immobilize me just not being sure about what's coming next, how pieces are gonna fall into place. And now I just move through life. Um, and obviously I have my resources for that. And I believe that my spirituality and my connection to the universe and the love and support that I have in my family and within my friendships allow me to, t to continue to soar in spite of. Anyhow, 
this episode is entitled Lessons from My Exes. So to set to set this up for you with where I am to date, um, I am single as a dollar bill. Um, for the majority of this year, I have been involved with someone um, as of recently that has come to an end. Um, I decided that it was just time to do something else. And I, I, I stated that plainly um, because it's very, very convoluted and very difficult. Um, if I've learned no other lesson this year is that if you don't love the shit out of you, no one else is going to love the shit out of you. And through the different challenges that I've faced and the different obstacles that I've had to climb through over and under, at the end of the day, when I walk into my house and I'm alone, I'm happy and I'm at peace with who I am, with where I've been, with the decisions that I've made and where I'm going. I can say that that once was not the story. So with that, and especially with the demise of that situationship, I started to kind of look back on actual relationships that I had been in, um, where these women were my girlfriends and we spent a significant amount of time and of each of those relationships, there have been lessons. Some of those were repeated lessons, but what's life without lessons? And hopefully lessons learned. My first lesson, or first few lessons I got from my first girlfriend. Looks aren't everything. Infatuation is real. And violence is not okay. My first girlfriend was the finest chocolate drop I had ever seen in my little 18, 19 years of life. I remember the very first time I laid eyes on this woman, okay? And that drove the majority of our relationship. Um, there had been infidelities, there had been some lying, there had been all sorts of things on her end um, and I was truly infatuated with her so a lot of things I um, tried not to see um, but I've always been very intuitive um, I've always been able to share um, energy with those that I connect to even if the connection is not reciprocated if that makes sense so being intuitive having a connection to her um, I always knew when things were awry and I would call them out and I wouldn't always receive the truth um, and I allowed a lot of foolishness but I also was young she was my very first girlfriend I just didn't know what to do with with that in itself that was just a lot um Prior to her, I'd had a high school sweetheart, this guy that I had been involved with since the 10th grade. So I only knew him. And then there was her. And then there was just this instantaneous, like, passion and 
fire, desire, infatuation, situation that I just really didn't know what to do with. So I let a lot of things lie because how she looked. Um, we weren't in love, but we thought we were, or at least I did. Um, and the infat- infatuation also played a factor in um, letting things slide and not really making her acknowledge my worth, even though I was still trying to figure that out at that age. And there had been a situation where um, at this point we had been kind of doing the off on again, off again thing for a few years. Um, because at this point, I remember... Let's see, I started dealing with her when I was like 18 or 19. And I remember one of our last really big fights. And I was in my first apartment by that time. So I had to have been 21. 21. And I remember her coming over my house on a late night creep. She had been out at the club. She had gotten drunk. Came to my house, passed out. And I knew she had been fucking around on me knew she had been fucking around on me so while she was asleep I went through her phone and I found out some things that um I needed to know um not that way but I needed to know and that resulted in a fight um it was a fight (laughs) and um I remember going off and kicking her out in the middle of the night and telling her if she saw the girl to let her know I was going to run through her when I saw her. It was a complete and utter mess. Okay. Lessons from my ex. My first girlfriend taught me that looks aren't everything. Infatuation is a real thing and violence is not the answer my second girlfriend the lesson from her don't date the good girl when you aren't over the bad one so she came into play after this fiasco of a relationship femme girl she's the only femme girlfriend I've ever had When I tell you she was an angel, she was an angel. I had never known anyone so kind and so sweet and so loving and so beautiful and just so tender. And I was so fucked up. I didn't know what to do with that. I'm I'm remembering um, really sweet gestures of hers and things that she had done for the short period of time that we were involved. And I destroyed that little girl by still fiddling and faddling around with that first girlfriend. The lesson for me there was, one, when you're not over the last one, don't get up under a new one. And also, just leave the good girls alone when you know you're not ready. And I don't know what it is about good girls and why they they like to deal with the damaged ones or the bad ones and I don't really know what side of the spectrum I fall under I've never been a bad girl I've never been um up until recently I probably was my most loving most kind sweetest self 
Um, I never really fell on either side of that. I'm, I'm kind of a catch-all, if you will. Um, just very well-rounded in personality and theory and in truth. Um, but I've always had a good heart. Um, obviously, I've made some mistakes, as we all have. But anyway... Yeah, just just don't date the good girl when you're not over the bad one. My third girlfriend taught me that love isn't enough. Her and I had a connection that I didn't even know existed. And it happened so fast. And not like lesbian, queer people fast. Like, we just hit it off so well. And so quickly, the very first time that we had spent an evening together, we literally sat in her car and talked for hours. Just talked. And I believe we may have kissed like at the end of it. Um, very um, attracted to her. Um, but in a very different kind of way. Like I thought that she was beautiful, but I wasn't like, Auga, like infatuated with her it was just a, like a respect for how glorious like her energy and her beauty was and her mind and the way that we were able to stimulate one another in that way and around that time I was in my early 20s and that was a long distance situation um one of the first um I did that for a very long time only to discover that I had intimacy issues, which I will probably talk about on another episode. But I definitely um, had something very special with her. And we had our share of drama. And there had been some infidelities in that relationship um, on her side as well as mine. And that that relationship lasted for uh, four and a half years. Uh, We were engaged and um at the end of the relationship somehow we managed to become friends and that went on for several years until that recently ended this year the lesson that i got from her in that relationship and also in the friendship that just ended is that love isn't enough and that love is conditional I've always wanted to believe that it was unconditional. I feel like at times I've been able to love people unconditionally, but that's some really hard shit to really be able to look at people's ugly, disgusting, conniving ways, like things that may have just unearthed for them that you've always seen. It's hard to love people through that. And I think for myself, it's difficult for me when people aren't aware that's when I think it's a challenge for me. I'm grateful to be in a space now where I can receive feedback and not be defensive. I'm grateful for being in a space now where I believe in therapy and I understand um, why it's a necessity and why everybody should talk to somebody at some point. Um, And being self-aware is something that um, I'm proud of. I'm not a person who blames my personality flaws on my, my astrological sign, my upbringing. I know the things about me that need work. 
I know the things about me that I've transformed that I'm very proud of. And I think having other relationships with people like that makes it a lot easier to love them wholly. And I don't know how that sounds or how that comes across. That's really the best way that I can explain explain love. And for a period of time in that relationship with her, um, the first time that we had to deal with infidelity and I literally caught her like red-handed if you will with her hand in the cookie jar and I didn't make a scene I didn't do any of that I just I just left the building the next day we had to hash it out I wanted to move out and um, somehow I was able to come down from that anger and have a conversation with her and decide to move forward in that relationship with her trying to rebuild trust and somehow we were able to do that and the relationship continued on like I said for four and a half years with an engagement and all of those other things and then it dissolved um, because for me I was holding on to something that didn't require the title that it had we had always been really good friends and we would always be really good friends no matter what title we had in a romantic relationship and once I realized that and how we were stifling one another's growth I made the decision to debt the relationship and move on with my life so that she could move on with hers lesson number three love isn't enough My fourth girlfriend was the repeat lesson. <laughs> Looks aren't everything. <laughs> Infatuation is real. And violence is not okay. This was my second long distance relationship. She was in the military and I was stationed in Alaska and I lived in California and I think we lasted about a year I met her on Instagram I remember having the biggest crush. I think she was my very first Instagram crush I had such a crush on this girl like the biggest crush because she too was one of the finest things I'd ever seen in my life and I was determined to get her and I did um and everything about our relationship that I remember was physical. And I think that that's a nice bonus to a relationship. Um, for me anyways, even when I'm upset with you, I still want to feel like I want to bone you. Even when I'm mad. Um, and so having that added oomph, I think, is important. But it can't be the thing that holds your relationship together. And the reason why this is my lesson for her is because I look back. And I have things in archives that just don't make any sense. But I happened to be on my Google Hangouts maybe a month or two ago. And some of our old, like, Hangouts conversations popped up. And we weren't talking about a motherfucking thing. And if you know me and you know about the company that I choose to keep, I enjoy having intellectuals in my circle. I love to be engaged in conversation. I feel like 
you and another person lead two completely different lives, separate lives. And so when you come together, there is always something to talk about. I also feel like whoever you're engaging with on a regular basis should be able to teach you something. And I just remember a lot of our conversations being very dense, unless we were talking about how much we loved each other and missed each other and all the nasty things we wanted to do to each other. Those conversations was my shit. And like legit, we're trying to build and make these things last that were not, were not things that were going to be good for either one of us. I know at one point we had talked about me moving to Alaska. Um, She had bought me a ring when we went on vacation. We were doing all of these fraudulent ass things that weren't going to result into anything. Um, And, um there had been some infidelity in that relationship as well um her being in alaska being in the military me being here it was great distance and there was a woman um that i felt some energy about and i confronted her about it and she denied it um and after our relationship ended they popped up on social media and shortly thereafter they got married (laughs) and that intuition had been kicking up for a while with that one and it was pushed back on me as if I was insecure so yeah I did that thing with her same lesson as the first girlfriend looks aren't everything infatuation is real and violence is not okay and the violent piece of that her and I got into a fight Um, we got into a fight the last weekend that I saw her prior to me going out to see her I knew that it was gonna be some shit and instead of following my first mind I went because I wanted to try to fight for this relationship because I had never done that before and obviously choosing to fight for the wrong one I took my black ass to Alaska and had a terrible weekend Um, we got into a fight she put me out of her house I had to stay up in a hotel for the weekend and couldn't get back home that particular weekend I um the week before my trip there there was some fraud on my account and for whatever reason my dumb ass didn't bring a single credit card with me so when she kicked me out of her apartment my friends literally pieced up and paid for two nights in a hotel room in Alaska for me um if you've been tuned in my life is full of adventure or it used to be it still kind of is <sighs> and i'm giving you guys the short version of these hella lengthy long stories um yes looks aren't everything infatuation is real and violence is not okay My next girlfriend, she taught me that I deserve to be adored. She also taught me that it's okay to have someone with emotional intelligence. And she also taught me that I'm enough. 
after so many tragic lessons in love um to date she's the only ex-girlfriend that I still exchange words with sporadically um if there was ever a need um that she had that I could satisfy like monetarily I don't mean like sexually but she's just a really good person a really good person I've always wanted to be able to speak highly of an ex and she's the reason why (laughs) I'm able to do that um her coming after the tragedy of the last relationship polar opposites polar opposite um I was in California. She was in Florida. Met her on Instagram as well. She slid in my DMs quite successfully. Um, And she's a writer. So her verbiage and her verbal game was like, yes. (laughs) So um, we immediately hit it off um, communicating, mostly via text. Um, The first weekend that she had sent that message and that just continued that continued on that continued on for a little bit and then um we started talking on the phone and I flew out there to meet her and and we did that that whole thing and that relationship dissolved I think um just because as time continued to go on um our needs were changing and different and I didn't know if she was going to be able to do the things that I needed her to do um, for me, for us, for the relationship. Um, going back to the lesson of deserving someone with emotional intelligence, I remember, and I, I think throughout the duration of time that we had been involved with one another um I think I had maybe been upset with her maybe three times and I remember having a conversation with her being really upset and the thing that I appreciated about her as well is the tone that I'm speaking to you in right now is how we would always talk whether I was happy or sad or mad I never raised my voice at her I'd never um I don't feel like I ever did anything to disrespect her. Um, it was always just like love because I, I respected her um, very much. But I remember being upset with her once and um, she said that was not my intention. But the impact is what we're left to deal with one thing that I've always hated to hear people say it wasn't my intention guess what it doesn't matter (laughs) it does not matter what you intended to do you did not and here we are left with what your poor intentions were all about and when she said that I've I greatly appreciated that she understood that even though she didn't mean to hurt my feelings and she didn't mean to make me feel however I had felt as a result of whatever she did we're now looking at the impact and she was going to do what she needed to do to fix it. No one had ever done that before. 
I had never seen that before. And it meant so much to me that she valued my emotions and my feelings and my hurt and my pain. And it mattered to her to fix it. Um, and that was very beautiful and something that I appreciated then and still obviously have value in now. Um, deserving to be adored. I am, I'm someone who's used to being affirmed with words and adored with physical touch from friends. My friends are very affectionate and very loving. My family is very affectionate and very loving. I've always kind of ended up with women who were kind of real, like weird about PDA or not really into affection or they'd say that because with me they were affectionate and then they weren't all these kind of weird things and um with her I always felt loved I always felt adored I always felt beautiful I always felt sexy I always felt desired um not just with her words but with her actions and that is something that I didn't recognize um was as a necessity like I need to be with someone who makes me feel that way because I make people feel that way um and then also being enough we had met during a transitional period of my life um where I was working really really hard in my career to get to the next level and I had gotten a couple of promotions started to make some more money and was just really struggling through that whole period of time and my living situation it was just some things that were going on and she was there very supportive always reminding me of who I am and and what I am and just very 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 affirming and I, again I had never I'd never seen that before um, I'd never experienced that before and it was so very beautiful and so very powerful um, to to have that um and that relationship ended <laughs> my last lesson as my last girlfriend um that relationship ended last September so it's been almost a year since I was in a relationship and had a girlfriend in that relationship, I learned that I don't always have to be in control. That it's okay to let someone take care of you. And the importance of using my words. This ex-girlfriend was the first one whose career was on point. Um, and I've talked about her before on, on another episode um, on paper she looked amazing um, a couple of years older than I am had been in her industry for like a decade was successful in said industry um, very smart very witty um, very charming attractive um, and there were like little things that um, I was like, oh, we can work on those things. Um, but in the beginning, 
it was really nice um she wouldn't let me pay for anything that was new um she exposed me to some really beautiful places and beautiful things that was new as I'm used to always being the one to show people things and expose them to things and not that I'm like a trailblazer or a trendsetter of any sorts I'm just into esoteric things and because I'm not stingy and if I care about you I'm going to share the goodies with you because why not so it was nice to have someone pick up the bill and want to pick up the bill and pick it up all the time Um, and then I would have to slide in there and like elbow her for the bill sometimes and that was nice too to be able to be like hey I got this too like you don't have to do that all the time either and so I feel like that was something that was mutual and I remember us having a conversation about that her saying like I'm just used to doing everything so I do it and I had to remind her like you don't have to do that I'm not dealing with you because you have money in the bank that's nice but I I too have money in the bank and I'm fine with treating you and taking you out and spending my money on you like you're good for that so that was really beautiful um, to experience that and then for, to be with someone who knew how to make decisions oh my god decisiveness you talking about turning me on <sighs> to be able to make a decision everything and I valued that in her I valued um, how she knew what she wanted and she got whatever she wanted and she did whatever she wanted and I appreciated I appreciated that um her just doing a lot of the the heavy lifting that I had gotten so accustomed to doing um hella sidebar but relevant um and probably something that'll come up on another episode at another time gender gender roles within the queer community and it's I try to be as politically correct as possible. So I apologize in advance for not being politically, for not being politically correct. Um, I'm a feminine queer woman. I identify as female. My pronouns are she, her. Um, I typically am, I'm attracted to women. I don't find myself dealing with feminine presenting queer lesbian women because they generally evoke the more aggressive side of me and with that they desire an appearance that I can't give um the closest you're gonna get me into some stud wear are some joggers and some sneakers but that'll probably be accompanied by like a bodysuit um and so attraction may be there I've never successfully navigated terrain with another femme. And I'm not saying it's impossible. It just has, it's just uncommon. And it just hasn't happened. Um, so I generally, um, and I'm attracted to masculine women. Um, I am. I am. <laughs> and, um, What I've experienced with some of those relationships, feminine, masculine energy, there's like a power struggle that exists there where, you know, I'm masculine and I'm 
Oh, where the pants in the relationship and so you control everything but you don't control shit over here and that's always been a struggle in my relationships because um you are not leading anything if you don't know where we're going you're just not about to do that i'm not going to sit here blindly just because you're a stud and you think you're the man and because you own the strap that you run this like mm, no now if you know what you're doing and you're trying to run some shit by all means do do what you do boo i will be right by your side cheering you on handling what needs to be handled but most of the time that's not what's happening that was a hella sidebar but i felt like that was a part of where our relationship started to take some turns where i needed to be strong and silent and she needed to be in control and she knew everything and i knew nothing and all of the things um but to stick to the lesson um I appreciated learning that I didn't have to be in control of everything that it was okay for me to stand up for myself and use my words um and that it's okay for someone to 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 take care of me to spend money on me to do nice things for me um as I continue to date, dating is a joke. As I continue to date and be open to love. And my favorite friend is always reminding me and empowering me by reminding me of how courageous it is of me that I continue to be open to love and to be open to opportunities after all that I've been through. I just don't know what my life will be without it. I am a hopeless romantic who hopes to be able to get this right one time. You know, I don't know that I want to be married anymore. I don't know that that's a thing anymore. But I do know that I want a partner in this life um, who is ready to ride this thing out until we stop breathing. And, um, I mean, and 35 is approaching and that's my year to really make some decisions about whether I'm going to have a baby or not. So like adult things are happening. And as those more definitive ages come about where I've had these different ideas to put plans in motion, it it leaves me to wonder where that's going to leave leave me with love you know but I can't think that far in advance it's not helpful anxiety inducing if anything um in the meantime I just take my lessons my lessons in love my lessons from love my lessons from those exes to not repeat the same mistakes or fall into the same patterns to be deceived by all things physical and full of infatuation but really establishing what my deal breakers are which I've been doing and the things that are very important and meaningful for me and what I what I need to have in order to consider anything serious so Thank you.
for listening. I think this was a, a really good way for me to to get back into the groove of recording and sharing. I had someone ask me the other day what my podcast was about. And the first thing that shot out of my mouth was, oh, they're life hacks. Black girl life hacks. Um, I don't know. And honestly, my intention for the podcast is really for me. It's for me to have a space to share openly and freely about the things that are going on in my life and the aha moments that I have and to share and celebrate my areas of growth and to also share my disappointments and my setbacks and to offer encouragement um, and the possibility for healing for any of you who have any understanding of the things that I've gone through and to let you know that you're not alone. Um, A lot of times I look at some scenarios from my life and I'm like, who else is this happening to? And I know that it's not just me. And I continue to find those individuals and those women who we share the same soul soul stirring experiences and it's comforting and affirming to know that we're just kicking and moving right along doing the best that we can with what we have um and that's why I continue to keep growing and keep loving and keep being open to keep learning to know more to do more to be better so if we are not connected online you need to do something about that is that an earthquake oh wow it's an earthquake Wow. It's still going. Okay. That's cool. Um Instagram Cavalier Lush, Twitter Cavalier Lush, the website cavalierlush.com, um Snapchat Cavalier Lush. It's all the same. Email cavalierlush at gmail.com. If you have any questions, um, comments, love, love, send it to me. I appreciate it and I love it. And I respond to them all. I hope that you all have a beautiful upcoming week. Thank you for listening. It's something about Sunday. Peace.